0: Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that isn't spending the whole episode talking about the stupid finish to Hell in a Cell. Just most of the episode. (laughs) I, I have joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, Assistant District Attorney Irwin Michael Keith Fabe. Yeah, fam. How you doing?
1: What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, buddy. I got up this morning, walked outside. There was an elk. No, there wasn't any elk. I'm I'm in Nebraska. A little while back, I did see a possum on my street corner, and I think I told you about that, but not on the show, so um, I'm almost to Eric Bischoff levels. Almost.
0: Yeah. Wild, wildlife we have, just not nearly as pretty wildlife. I hit a flock
1: of doves with my car the other day. Does that count for anything? It counts for uh, cleanup with your car. Yeah, it didn't
0: break my windshield. That was kind of cool. But anyways,
1: moving forward.
0: <laughs> I, as always... Am Officer Mark Smarks uh, on the wrestling booking unit as always we um, keep saying as always I'm gonna have to worry about that but um, we uh, investigate the air quote crimes in professional wrestling uh, this week was a doozy of a week and so normally we've got about four major crimes but I think we're probably gonna have less number but we've got we've got a a major one to talk about. So more content. We'll, yeah. We we'll, we'll get to that one, but i um, we're gonna just start off we're gonna try to start off a little bit lighter before we get into the absolute
1: poop storm
0: that was hell in a cell.
1: Yeah, so. I mean I wanna I wanna get to doing a little bit of positive before Yeah, we probably have the most criminal episode we've had with the exception of the one where we talked about back injuries so well and we said right off the bat that we wanted to keep this
0: positive and we're WWE is just making it so hard to keep this positive right now so hard
1: and really they aren't if you think about it I mean there's been times where we've had really good but it's so heavily overshadowed by the bad because it's so very bad. Um, shock factor is outweighing quality, it seems like sometimes. It's it's almost
0: like Russo's booking
1: again. Oh, you mean the FBI agent? No, th- different Russo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right, because it's the same last name. It's weird. They're so similar. They really they're, are.
0: They're totally distinct people. Not in any way, shape, or form related. No. Or connected. Nope. Not at all. No connection whatsoever. So, But let's just kind of get into it. I think I started off last week, so we'll start off with you for crime number one. Crime number one.
1: Crime number one. This crime goes out to AEW. AEW has been charged with understanding how to monetize the internet properly. Um, not misunderstanding, but understanding. So this becomes kind of a two-part crime in that AEW is doing the positive parts of the crime and let's just say other wrestling promotions are not. <laughs> for example, one wrestling promotion tried to make excuses for their recent pay-per-view on Twitter and on YouTube. However that's not nearly as effective as say I don't know running your dark matches on YouTube how yeah. absolutely brilliant and oh what do you know we didn't get in the in the position where everybody's had had to talk about the non-canon matches that happened publicly in fact did you have any clue of what was going to happen on AEW Dark before you watched AEW Dark
0: um i I'd seen the matches that were to take place, but I kind of specifically once once I knew that a you know that they recorded them and that it was obviously going to be used uh, uh, for that show, yeah, I just avoided it. But the really nice thing is, for the most part, the community. Around AW supported that. Like, I didn't see a post on any of the forums that I go to. I didn't hear any one of the the uh, wrestling podcasts talk about it. Like, the the information was out there, but because they knew it was coming up on a show, they just kind of were like, "We'll find out in a week. It's good."
1: Yeah, I mean. I think we've gotten to an era, and, and you and I used to do this not wrestling related, but you and I did this frequently, where we were like, ah, no such thing as spoilers. Mm-hmm. And we're in an era where, where for the most part, people don't blab the spoiler, um, with the exception of Paul Heyman.
0: <laughs> yeah. He- um, I actually saw a statistic, and and they they went through, they edited, uh, they figured out that every time he says this is not uh, a warning, this is a prediction. spoiler, this is not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Every time he said that, Brock it's has won. True. It's been true. So when he says it's a spoiler, it truly is a spoiler. Genuinely a spoiler. <laughs> um, so, which which does mean though, the one time coming up someday where he says it's a spoiler and then Brock loses.
1: Yeah, because um, it's happened it would be enough. Even more shocking. Because it's happened enough that people are going to go. Hey, we need to we need to throw a curveball at this, because oh wait, WWE value shock over content. Yes. We're not talking about right that that right we're, now. We're, we're talking gonna get to that later. So, so AW AW yeah, Dark was awesome. Was yeah, it, it's an incredible concept that we've we we actually talked a little bit about. Um, I, I would like to say that mix mass challenge was on the forefront of that, but it was it was a non monetized program. Um, so it was, it was fan based, which is fine. I mean, I love fan based stuff. Um, but it's also okay to monetize and use YouTube to do it. Um, and both of those organizations are effectively already large enough aew large enough to do it and wwe just for some reason has not jumped on the youtube train um i would say impact probably would be more effective on youtube under an aew dark mentality than they are on channel unknown they've been on the
0: pursuit channel for a long time but now that they co-own Access TV they're starting that soon after yeah. after their upcoming pay-per-view then they're going to kind of have kind of a fresh start on Access would, which is in a lot more homes but still not nearly as many as a USA network a TNT or a Fox
1: Yeah, I would also suggest that say um ROH could learn a lot from that um, with live television happening on their Sinclair contract and then the next day within 24 hours um, you know maybe maybe broadcasting. You, I think the delay for AEW is putting it together as a compilation program rather than a uh, uh, just directly broadcasted program. Um, I think that AEW will push that delay down eventually. I don't think Tuesday night's the right night for it. I think Sunday night's the right night for it. Well, but, I mean, where I, I see where you're coming from. I think they're
0: viewing it as kind of a uh, promo for Dynamite the next night. Like their concept yeah. is put this out on Tuesday night so they can say tune in tomorrow night for live wrestling.
1: Well and it kind of it, it broadcasts live and that's cool too. They don't just upload it and it's in the it's in the um Uverse, the Tubeverse. We're gonna go with Tube Verse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not just automatically in there. So so you can actually watch it live knowing that there's other people who've anticipated this which kind of even beats Netflix to the punch in terms of the Netflix releases entire seasons at one time. Um, yes, people sit and wait for Netflix to release said seasons, but I do kind of like that it goes on YouTube live, even though it's not a live broadcast at that moment when they hit it, when they hit play for it to get on YouTube, that's when it's live and it broadcasts live. Um, And then you can watch it later. And I I just think, I think using that monetized setup and creating that anticipation is very, very 18 to 30 year old. Like their demographic. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think we had this conversation 25 minutes ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's a peek behind the curtain. Even though we don't talk about what our crimes are going to be, we talk a lot more than just on this podcast, and we uh, oh, we well, talk absolutely. about a lot of stuff. So, yeah. but, but no, yeah. excellent, excellent crime. I totally agree with you. AEW is killing it, and not just even on like the YouTube, but their social media game is absolutely on point.
1: Oh well. Uh, and there are other shows. I mean, it's not just Dark. Dark's just the wrestling show, the secondary show. Um, but you've mentioned it many a times, being the elite. Um, you know, we together have mentioned how much we'd love to see WWE take those vignette style talk shows, pull them off of our nightly show, maybe show a highlight from said vignette. Vignette talk show, but put it on free internet-based television, not the ch- not the network. Yeah, it can go on the network. You own it, but also put it on YouTube. And I think WWE is missing the boat that there's a lot of there are people who are in the YouTube in the tube verse who have left their jobs and do not work full time because they tube and they make a lot more money than the average person and WWE could easily monetize, say, Miz TV separate from Miz and Mrs. You know? And so AEW has done an exceptional job of this, whether it's Matt and Nick doing their show whether it's um, Being the Elite whether it's any of that segment they've done very very well and now they've put an official show like you call it, a pre-show the night before every every taping that was taped the previous week I mean I I, I think we've said it many a times we would not be upset with taped with taped television we just aren't um I miss the days of Todd Pettengill at nine o'clock on Saturday morning. Um, I miss being able to have a recap show produced expl- explicitly by WWE. That's easy to watch. That isn't just the talking heads like ourselves on YouTube or other things. So, I uh, I think AEW's slaying that concept. So it's a throwback with modern with modern technology. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, and that's what, you know, I can say,
0: I mean, so much of it that AEW has taken a lot of cues from the past and, you know, you can try to say WCW all you want, um, which there is WCW influences, but there's going to be considering Dusty Rhodes's connection with WCW for so long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but just just the, the idea, like, we already know uh, a bunch of the matches that are going to take place next week on Dynamite. When was Correct. the last time you walked away from a Raw knowing four or five of the matches that were going to take place the next week on Raw?
1: Yeah, you really only ever knew the marquee, and then that was card subject to change. Mm-hmm. Here's looking at you, Ram Mysterio and and, and uh, Seth Rollins, which would have been the way to fix what we're going to talk about later. Sorry, I got off on a tangent there. It's yeah. like we're trying to avoid talking about an elephant in the room. It is. <laughs> it's
0: like a big elephant. A big farty elephant.
1: <laughs> Alright, I want to hear your crime. I'm okay. Sure.
0: So for me, get to crime number two. Crime number
1: two.
0: Ah. This is going to be—it's—it's it's technically a commendation, but it's a crime. It's—it's it's confusing. Ah, uh, confusing.
1: No, I like confusing better. Confusing. It's, it's confusing. It's, it's, when, it's when Confucius didn't know what was going on. It's confusing. Uh, <laughs>
0: it's like um, uh, uh, what's what was his name? Um, from uh, Goldmember is confusing. <laughs> and I scored! Um, so, it's a commendation. Sh- 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 guy who didn't know who his father was. Yeah. It is, it is a commendation for WWE. Uh, for uh, starting off Raw with the Lacey Evans versus Natalya match, which gave me time to go cook dinner for my wife and daughter. Um, <laughs> Go because i running late getting home from And and you know, I turn on the TV, and that's the first match, and I'm like, awesome. I can have this playing, I can cook dinner, I can check in every once in a while, see what's going on. I I think I know pretty much what was
1: happening the entire match. Um It's not like they haven't done it nine times. You should have the match memorized. But this one was a last woman standing match,
0: which meant Lacey would kick the crap out of Natalia for a while, and then uh, Natalia would be down on the ground, and the ref would start counting. And then at nine, Natalia would miraculously spring to her feet and get back in the ring. And then they'd fight for a bit more, and then Lacey would do something, and Natalia would be down up until the ref got to nine. They, they didn't really, like, normally they build it. The person gets knocked down, the ref counts, and they get up to, like, five and the person gets back up and then there's more fighting and the person gets knocked down and this time it takes them until seven to get back up or whatever nope natty went straight to nine the first time and then that meant every other she couldn't get up before nine any of the other times because that would be silly so it it had to be like she laying on the ground like an idiot up until nine and then suddenly somehow another new life springs up to her feet but that's fine because like i said gave me a chance to cook for my wife um and then i was able to come back in in time to see uh Lacey go through the table off the side of the um uh ramp stage whatever you want to call it and uh, natalia suddenly after acting like she'd been you got that living crap kicked out of her for so long. Seemed to be totally fine and was celebrating on the ramp like she hadn't just gone through through hell. So,
1: well, I mean, if she was injured, her body's being well, very well held together by that outfit that you also love.
0: Yes, by the S and M gimp outfit. <laughs>
1: Oh! Like
0: I said, I've said this before. I don't want to rag on Natty because she is a very skilled wrestler, but her character is just so bland. Like, like, what is she? I mean, you take away, you know, uh, the Hart family connection, she's got no character,
1: right? Well, and, and you miss out on the... So it so much of it is a behavior that, that looks like she's trying to mimic her uncle, Brett. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is great, except for... One of the things that made Brett great was not just the sharpshooter. It was the precision attacks. Very Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton is probably the one that most resembles Brett now. With his precision attacks in individual moments no wasted energy and I'm going to do this attack. Stomps on a hand from Randy remind me a lot of how Brett did kicks. And so Matt misses a lot of that because you don't have a precision attack. You have, I'm trying to show that I'm like my uncle. Well, but even more than that, like Brett Hart, when he would do a uh,
0: snap suplex, there was real pop in it. Like, yeah. Grab the person, put the arm over, and then just, blam! The person's back.
1: You I know, mean, there's there's been one Canadian who's done it better, and uh apparently he's to remain nameless forever. So, yeah, and that's oh. a shame. Too. It I is. Mean, he, he won't rename, you know? remain nameless on this show, but I mean, we do have to pay a little homage to the fact that he did what he did. And so uh, tonight we're and gonna, That's why I gotta name him.
0: There, there are there are podcasts that I've kind of gotten into that talk about it, and they say, "Listen, we have to be able to separate the person, the athlete, from the person, the person, right? So, so that we can appreciate what they did as an athlete
1: while still condemning what they did as a person." Well, right? and this this actually happens frequently in city the NFL. Um, there are. Numerous just garbage, garbage people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't duke the dumpster drossies in the NFL. Um, they're just not really great people, but at the end of the day, you have to, you have to. I mean, and I, I'm sure I'm gonna piss off a, fa- a a juror or two, but Deion Sanders. I mean, who gives themselves the name Prime Time? you know? Um, those people exist, and he, he was as pompous, pompous and arrogant as he can get, but just not a good person. Or, I don't know, say a Ray Rice, mm-hmm. who, you know, did something really, really yeah. wrong. You can't Michael discount Vick. Michael Vick. Yeah, who did something really, really wrong. And Yes, all of those have received in some way, shape, or form some type of, of not necessarily past, but of a semblance of forgiveness. And I think at some point we have to have, to have a semblance of forgiveness for that other situation. But that well, takes us off the subject. Yeah.
0: Well, and, you know, just on that, just really, I mean... OJ Simpson is is a is a good example of that. yeah, very good. You can appreciate how phenomenal he was on the field and still say he was an absolute garbage human being who allegedly uh, I'm using that for legal reasons, I'm sure uh,
1: killed his ex-wife and her boyfriend, you know. And we have uh, to say allegedly, because we never know when we're going to film this from, I don't know, say Las Vegas, yeah, and be holed up for copies of this so that he can make sure that they, they get destroyed and don't get posted online.
0: But so, and That's so, a, I mean, sorry. it's the same thing with, with this particular wrestler. Uh, you know, we, we, we have to, at least at some point, maybe maybe someday we'll do a special episode where we talk about him and talk about his legacy in professional wrestling um, and his legacy Amazing. outside of professional wrestling. Because it is, it is almost a shame that there's going to be a generation of wrestler uh, wrestling fans that really don't know his skill and capabilities.
1: I think we can uh, say the Canadian crippler. I think we can probably say that mm-hmm. right now. Uh,
0: interesting side note his son, uh, the one that's still alive, <laughs> um, uh, is actually interested in pursuing a wrestling career and is training right now to be a wrestler.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, it, it'd be interesting to me. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be out there that that he is, he's his son. But do you wrestle under that name or do you choose a different name so that you don't have the stigma of your father behind? Like,
1: it's tough. Anyway, but it's, back well, and, and I'll say one other thing. It is interesting to me, most importantly, that this is actually being recorded... Inadvertently, this is being recorded on National Mel- Mental Health Awareness Day. If you see something, talk to somebody. Yes. Especially those people, and, and this is just our little PSA. Because um, there was probably signs to those who were around that.
0: Well, and and the simple fact is, I mean, both of us have gone through periods of not feeling particularly great about ourselves. Oh. Uh, and, and I went through a large long period in high school. Um, and most of my friends didn't realize it. Most of the people I know didn't realize it. Uh, but it, things got kind of dark for me. Um, and and you have to you have to you know learn to spot it and learn to, to talk to people about it and all that. That being said, e- even with his situation, mental health awareness, and all that stuff. But there's a certain amount of it that... It was an unpredictable situation for him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people might not have been able to have spotted anything, because he was a powder keg. Anyway, yeah. but back yeah. to Natalia. The, the problem is, like, Natalia, she's very skilled, but she isn't Bret Hart skilled, and that's not a knock on her. Because there's only been a handful of people in the entire history of wrestling that are Bret Hart skilled. Correct. Um, Correct. And Bret Hart, and Hart is one right of them. Now,
1: I mean, AJ's probably the closest right now.
0: A- AJ, you could argue maybe Kenny Omega in, in a different sort of style, but still yeah.
1: Bret well, Hart skilled. I, I, maybe I should rephrase that. There's there's not many right now that are being given the opportunities that he was given, because I would say, I mean, Alistair Black's in that category, Shinsuke's in that category, um, uh, Darby Allen's in that category. You know, it, it, different segment, different skill set. I Allen's don't know if I'd put Darby Allen up there
0: yet. Um, if only because we just don't know him uh, well enough yet. He's phenomenally talented. I'm not arguing there. Yeah. But Bret Hart talented. I don't know if I'd put him up there yet. <laughs> um, Meeting them Bret Hart does. Yeah, he does. He, he does. Is, but like, I mean, you awesome. could make an argument that Will Ospreay is up there in Bret yeah. Hart talented. But, a but from a technical style. standpoint. Yeah, and that's the deal. I mean, from a technical standpoint, we don't know. But Natalia is definitely not there. And I don't want that to sound like a knock on her because she's still more talented than 90% of the other wrestlers out there. Correct. But, but Bret Hart was so talented that he was able to get by with a gimmick of basically just be Bret Hart. You know whereas most people need a, a gimmick of something doesn't have to be as wild as an undertaker and a mankind or a cane where there's no. all this you know they, but but they've got to be something like uh you know hulk hogan was was uh, hulk hogan was a lot more talented than we give him credit for go back and watch an early hulk hogan match and and you'll see that he had skills by the late '90s, he was old and 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 unable to do a lot of the stuff that he used to do. But he had skill. But he wasn't Bret Hart skill. So he knew that he had to have a gimmick. He had to have a character. Um, and his character was the All American. His character was, you know, eat your vitamins and drink your milk and and. You know, 27-inch pythons. That was his character, and, and he, he needed it, right? Uh, Sting, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, probably my care. favorite wrestler of all time, had to knew he had to have a character that he couldn't just get by on just wrestling talent alone. He had to have this this gimmick, this character. And it didn't have to be like, like I said, it didn't have to be this huge, you know, in-depth character. His character was mostly, uh, I put paint on my face and I talk really loud and I'm super charismatic and I turn my charisma up to 11 as I walk to the ring. Uh, but he knew he had to have a character. Natalia yeah. is trying to do a Bret Hart, just be Natalia, but she doesn't have the charisma and doesn't have the Bret Hart skill level to get away with it, you know? Yeah. And very few people do. Shawn Michaels had the Bret Hart skill level, and that might be part of why they didn't but get along. But
1: didn't so. have the Bret Hart to be Bret Hart. He had the, Bret, the the skill level to be the best Shawn Michaels. And that does bring us to, I mean, a little bit of uh, fighting with my family a little bit of that concept from that movie um, you know incidental plug here but The Rock physically says in fighting with my family you don't have to be the next Rock, just be the first you mm-hmm. and the it, best you Yeah, it also, I mean it was
0: this kind of the same thing in that movie The the character of Paige uh, and her brother were both really skilled. Uh, In many ways, her brother was more skilled in the ring, but her brother didn't have a character that like that it factor charisma character that she did, and that's why the WWE passed on him and and signed her. Yep. And he's gone on to continue to train wrestlers and and continue to work for the family and all that stuff and and been you know moderately successful in his own right um, because of his skill, but he he didn't have the skill level to float along just as himself and he didn't have the character to carry him with less skill level. And you know, sure. I just think if Natalia, was not born into the Hart family, right? Would she be where she is today? And I don't know. I, I, she's really skilled, but there are a lot of really skilled female wrestlers out there who are not featured on WWE
1: TV every week. Um, well, or, or vice versa. The other person that's in that feud, Lacey Evans, if she if she was all in on the character in terms of being the Southern Belle, not necessarily the Southern Belle part, but the women's, you know, I, I'm a strong woman, 1940s type character, then she wouldn't be blonde. And if she wasn't blonde, would she have ever been a world title picture? And we've kind of seen that as a no, unless you're exceptionally good. Yep. Now, supposedly... From what I've read,
0: they've uh, put her in this extended feud with Natalia, hoping that uh, you know Natalia will help ungreen her a bit. That she'll she'll learn a lot from this Natalia feud, and and she seems to have. I mean, these her matches have progressively been better since this. So maybe it was a good idea, but you know what would have probably been a better idea is keeping her down in developmental for another year or two. Um, where she could learn and 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 go up that way.
1: Now but, she did come over in the in the mass pullover, right? Yeah, she
0: was just one of those that was just pulled up suddenly. You so know, in that time,
1: we we point a lot of fingers and and we point fingers at Vince, and this is we. I mean, literally you and I. We point fingers at that event um, because you know. With the other five that were pulled over in that, it was, oh, give me your six best. And, you know, I need them on TV. Um, Hunter, I don't know who they are. Hunter, just pick them. And then we point fingers at Vince with the lacy part and go, well, she looks like a world champion. Because, you know, tall and, and kind of built and kind of hot, blonde hair. Yeah, let's bring her up. We know for a fact if if it's one, it couldn't be the other. So well, there has to I be more than one person blamed for that mistake.
0: Well, and that's the I'm I'm trying to think, because uh, it was December seventeenth of twenty eighteen. is when she was pulled up to the roster. She was announced as one of the six NXT wrestlers about to move. Yeah, um, I I mean I think in reality I think it's probably a mixture of the two in this respect. Um Vince said give me your six rest- give me six wrestlers maybe not your six best wrestlers but six top guy wrestlers and Hunter or whoever was in charge of the choice whether it was Hunter or whether it was uh, one of the other guys and you know NXT, NXT well, whatever whatever probably looked at Lacey Evans and said Vince is going to love her I can That's see what that. I'd be willing to bet. But anyway, but once again, she really should have stayed down on developmental a little bit longer, Uh because there are some great, great female wrestlers in NXT, like a Bianca Belair. But I am certain that Bianca Belair is not ready for RAW. She is really good in NXT and does a good job there. And did a great match yesterday um in NXT. But but she's not ready for Raw just yet. And it's probably best that they keep her down in NXT. And Lacey probably should have stayed down there as well. Um, but you know, I just I I wanna keep this positive and and just point out that she has gone gotten a lot better recently, probably because of being paired up with, with Natalia. And that's a great thing. But it almost makes me think that Natalia should maybe start transitioning away from an on-screen role and transitioning more into a training role. Um, I think if if Natalia were down in NXT training these women, you know, they're in rings.
1: This would be ready.
0: Yeah, yes. there's no way that we'd get them pulled up, not ready for for uh, prime time
1: but she also can't necessarily train for character yeah. um which which surprisingly Bill DeMott you know we expected if, if you'd have asked me if Bill DeMott was going to be a better character trainer or a better in-ring performer trainer I'd have probably told you character because him as Hugh Morris or Hugh uh, General Hugh G Rexhawn right. oh yeah that's right, that's right. <laughs> um Whatever you want to say, um, his character was always good in the ring. Um, his performance in the ring was was good too. Um, his mic skills weren't necessarily the best, but I, I'm starting to think that mic skills aren't necessarily something that that gets taught. <laughs> um, well,
0: it gets it gets taught down there because um, I know uh, William Regal does classes on on it, but the problem is. You can teach mic skills all you want, and then you start handing people script, and all the mic skill training goes out the window, because now they've got to learn how to read a script, which is different than mic
1: skills. You, I did it for you, Rock. I did it
0: for the people.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Which,
0: which, which is really funny, because um, just in a side note for this, rikishi and uh the rest of the uh uh fatu family um recently did a an angle on whatever independent wrestling promotion uh that jacob fatu uh wrestles for right now uh announcing the formation of the samoan dynasty uh a new group of all samoan uh wrestlers from the Anawai family um and Rikishi delivered just an absolute fire promo oh Um, yeah so he's got the skill which just shows how badly written that scene was Oh, that someone as skilled as Rikishi to do it couldn't
1: couldn't deliver it properly yeah Um, I mean at the end of the day this is part of the problem with scripting those um I mean, what we have, we had in the nineties and early two thousands, we had outlined promo yeah, bullet points. These, yep, yeah. these are what you're supposed to say. And I think this is part of what hurts the effectiveness of say, a Lacey Evans versus Natty match is that you have, man, we covered a lot of stuff on this one topic. It's surprising. <laughs> anyway, um, that, uh, that you get a lot of the unnecessarily scripted stuff, um, but with bullet points, if, if both of those two were able to deliver, you'd have a lot better overall following for this. And you wouldn't want to go cook. <laughs> yeah, possibly.
0: And, you know, to shout out AEW, for all intents and purposes, it seems like that's kind of what they're doing with their talent there. They're giving them bullet points. You know, these are the things that you need to make sure to to cover in this promo um and go to town and 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 they could do it now they're also doing uh, totally unscripted promos after the the events um after the matches they do a media scrum outside much like it, as if it was any professional sport uh where where people get to ask them questions and they just have to think on their feet and, and answer them yeah and that's part of what makes AEW feel so fresh so um so, you know, maybe maybe if they gave Natalia a little bit more freed freedom with her character to deliver, you know, not just another this is the X anniversary of my dad's passing and and boo hoo hoo. You know, may, maybe
1: maybe no, she be able I'm just going to say it cuz you're not watching the camera. No. Have you heard her voice? I've heard her voice but I've never heard her speak her own
0: words.
1: I love Tyson Kidd and my dad passed away and I loved him too. Jeez, my name's still- Natalia now? Hey. And hey, I wear hey. I wear outfits. Hey. <laughs> hey.
0: There was a there was a whole whole set of uh R&B singers in the 90s female R&B singers who got off on uh, the fact that they had this lower raspy voice that sounded so sexy. So, I mean, she could work it if she learned how to just give her own promos. Or maybe she knows
1: how to and she's just being held back. I don't know. Um, but, either but either way, good job to WWE for letting Officer Smarks cook for his wife. It was delicious, is what it was. Um
0: um, I'm trying to remember. I think Monday was, was pizza. I uh, made a homemade pizza. Uh don't get me wrong, I didn't go like all out and make everything from scratch. Uh but I recently found that um they sell a Pillsbury sells a pre made dough that's already made and proofed and stretched out to the right size, and you just unroll it and top it and put it in the oven. Um, but it's dough, it's not like not like those other like those bavoli ones that are yeah. pre cooked, you know, which always taste like cardboard,
1: cardboard pizza yeah. bases.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, this is
1: actually a dough.
0: You could even stretch it out more if you want. So
1: you could make it a deep dish by putting it on a smaller dish. So that would be really really interesting. How was it? I mean, it was good food, then. Oh yeah, it was it was delicious. We really liked it. Mm. I I
0: absolutely loaded it up on pepperoni I think um, my wife was surprised because I actually put a layer of pepperoni and then cheese and then more pepperoni on the top so she couldn't see that there was pepperoni under the cheese until she bit in like whoa there's more pepperoni so
1: and and (laughs) as we all know women love more meat yes gotta (laughs) give them that pepperoni pepperonis thinly sliced okay alright so we can spend all day on these tangents these have been fun these have been I think this is mostly us
0: just procrastinating getting to the what's coming right now (laughs) it's coming right now Crime number
1: three. All right, so I'm gonna. I'll I'll go ahead and give a recap. You tell what the crime is. uh, On uh, this is officer, or I'm sorry, this is Assistant DA Fame listing this charge. Uh, The charge is going to be related to the finale match of. WWE Hell in a Cell 2019. WWE Hell in a Cell 2019's final match or main event was Seth Rollins versus The Fiend in Hell in a Cell. With the universal title on the line. The Fiend is undefeated coming into this match. 1-0. Seth Rollins is the whatever nickname you want to give a wrestler slayer mm-hmm. and holds the universal championship and has held it most of this year with the exception of Brock Lesnar getting it from him at, uh, at, at the behest of Brock Lesnar stealing the, um, ladder match money, money at the bank. Um, so, With the exception of the Beast of the Bank taking it from Seth, Seth has held it since WrestleMania and did not hold it for a whopping like two pay per views. But um, we got into the Hell in the Cell. Everybody's got a bunch of pop on The Fiend. We all love The Fiend. We all love the character. Best character development we've had in years. Dominant matches. Great match. Officer Smarks, tell us a little bit about what happens in the match. Well, what happens in the match is a pile of crap is what happens. <laughs> it was the, the first half of the match was great. First 90% of the match was great. Yeah, yeah. the bread on
0: a turd sandwich can be great, but you're still getting to the turd in the middle at some point. Ah, <laughs> <Ugh>. So... <laughs> So the match goes on and uh, Seth Rollins gets basically all the offense. Um, like he's just just going to town, uh, but he can't seem to put away the fiend. everything he does like the fiend's kicking out of his finishers at one. And so he hits him with another finisher and you know another stomp and uh, hits him with the pedigree still kicks out at one. Uh, hits him with a stomp on a chair, kicks out at one hits him with a chair on the head. Uh, now, yes, it was a protected headshot, but it was a headshot with a chair on WWE pay-per-view, which is important to note that they allowed him to bring that out for this turd sandwich of a match. Um, uh, and then and then that doesn't work. So then he puts the chair on top of uh, uh, the Fiend's head and and then hits the, the chair with a ladder. And then that doesn't work. And so then he puts the ladder on top of the chair and then grabs a toolbox and hits the ladder and the chair with the toolbox multiple times. Clang, clang, clang. And that doesn't work. And then he goes... um, And he gets a sledgehammer from under the ring. Now, keep in mind, earlier in the match, The Fiend, in one of his few moments of offense, gets a comically large cartoon mallet out and... (laughs) And
1: it was a, wonderful. It was so um,
0: good. It was like, do you, did you ever watch, um, a, like, the Batman animated series when they yes, had Harley Quinn? Harley
1: Quinn, yep, yeah, that pulled this I've huge mallet
0: out of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was kind of what it was. But so, uh, you know, the fiend uses his Harley Quinn mallet, and and everything's fine. Seth Rollins gets a sledgehammer, uh, and Brings it into the ring, and the referee, which I've never really understood why there's been a referee inside the cell for Hell in a Cell,
1: yeah because you can count from outside. You can go one, two. No, if he kicked out, yep. <laughs> anyway, but so stops him. Says no,
0: don't do it, Seth. Which when has a referee ever stopped anyone from doing anything in Hell in a Cell? Never. I've never. The closest was. Uh, when Randy Orton was in Hell in a Cell versus Jeff Hardy. Was that last year? That might have been yes, last... It was last year. last year. Um, and uh, uh, it beats up Jeff Hardy so bad. Uh, Jeff Hardy's down. Uh, the referee signals for the, the cage to get lifted so that medical team can come in and tend to. Uh Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton looked at the ref and said, no, do your job count the pin and pinned him and the referee counted the pin because guess what that's what his job is in Hell in a Cell because it's a no disqualification match
1: ring, uh-huh. ring the bell, bell for some, this match can end with only I'm trying to remember how the words go only a pinfall like or two sin- things is that what it
0: is? yes For submission. Notice that one of those is not referee stoppage. I mean, yeah, yeah, arguably that goes unsaid, but like we were angry last year with Brock Brock Lesnar interfering and it it going to a a referee stoppage um, because both of the contestants were out. But the thing with that is, both of the contestants were out. Neither one could win because both of them had been taken out by a third party. But in this one here, only one of them was laying on the ground, and the referee, when Seth Rollins hit the fiend with the sledgehammer uh, on the chair, which was under the ladder, which was under the toolbox, um, but when with hit, the-
1: a couple other chairs there,
0: yeah. When he hit that, the referee called for a stoppage. Uh, the official ruling, according to uh, what came out later, uh, keep in mind they didn't say this on the on the announcement. The, the right. announcers didn't talk about it. They didn't announce it over the speakers. So everyone in the audience thought that Seth Rollins was disqualified and the Fiend won by disqualification. But no, the official explanation is was referee stoppage. That. Uh, the referee decided that The Fiend could not continue and stopped the match. But here's, here's why that makes no sense. Uh, in probably the most famous scene ever in a Hell in a Cell match, after Mick Foley was uh, thrown off the top, uh, he and, lived and. Kind of sticking out of his nose <laughs> yeah. and threw a table. And the the medical team came out and were taking him to the back and all of this stuff uh there was not a referee stoppage during that the match was still technically going and then mick foley shrugged off all the the uh medical assistants and made his way back to the ring and continued the fight only to get chokeslammed through the top of it again and guess what still not a referee stoppage right
1: That match still ended in a pinball. counted a pin. In fact, prior to this, there have been only two that did not end with some type of either pin or submission. Last year's where both contestants were out, and the very first one where The Undertaker wasn't even available for the match. Because Kane came and took him to hell. In the very first mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell match, so that's the only times that there haven't been some type of completion to said match. Um, it's also the only Hell in a Cell we've ever had that I can think of, with the exception of the first one, where something didn't, something just absolutely off the wall did not happen during the match for the athletes to perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a rikishi off the top. There wasn't a. There wasn't a, uh, even somebody climbing off to the head, to the edge and 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 jumping off that or anything like that. There, was, I don't even remember uh, not slingshot. Whatever it is that they do when they grab their knees and pull them forward or flip them up into the the steel. Uh, I would suggest. Uh, Becky and Sasha did a better job of using the ring as a weapon.
0: Oh, it was it was by far a better Hell in a Cell. In fact, in reality, that match could have taken place not inside a cell. There was nothing in that match that needed the cell.
1: In, in Seth, and, Seth and
0: In Seth and yeah, Seth yeah. and The Fiend. It it was it was effectively just a hardcore match. Um, yeah. Except. I don't remember any hardcore matches being stopped by the referee either. Um,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't remember any any no disqualifications ever, because that's what it is. It's no disqualification without the ability to run away.
0: So, so in the end, uh, I mean the the biggest charge I think is character assassination, because this really really put a
1: hurtin on the fiends character. Oh. Uh, I mean, oh sure. Well and here's the thing, they also and, and this goes back to our first crime. The the way you address this is with a couple Twitter tweets. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't have the fiend attack on Monday. Oh yeah. I mean that that goes into the later uh, parts of this
0: in the fact that on the Monday following Hell in a the Cell, they went two and a half hours of Raw without even mentioning the Hell in a Cell match with the Fiend, uh, and then best. they gave I don't it think a really
1: brief pretty... of the rug. We yeah. better address it.
0: Yeah. Then they gave it a really brief little video package, and then and then rolled on. And Seth Rollins didn't appear, and the Fiends didn't really appear, and sort of at best, it, it was crap. But so, character assassination was a was a big one because I think it. Uh, it, it really, really has hurt the Fiend's character. I mean, just from the standpoint that he spent probably a good seven or eight minutes of that match just laying on his back basically motionless. Right? Yeah. That, that really hurts the concept of this unstoppable monster. Um, and yes, he kicked out of like 12 stomps or something like that. Um, which the concept is, oh, that makes him look like a bigger monster. But Up until this point, basically no one got any offense on him. Like Finn Balor got a few offensive moves here and there, um, but then just got annihilated, right? Every other person who's come face-to-face with The Fiend, of course, he's only had the one match so far, now two. Uh, but every other person who's come close to him has gotten zero offense
1: in. Including other guys that they're putting over like mad by destroying other people. Braun Strowman got zero offense against him. Mm -hmm. And Braun Strowman has multiple times annihilated the entire tag team division Mm -hmm. or just its champions. Either way... (laughs) <laughs> Braun Strowman. Well, now he's going to go off and face Tyson Fury,
0: a boxer. Who... Yeah. Um. Hey,
1: Braun Strowman, congratulations. You are officially Big Show.
0: Yes. Uh. Officially. We're, we're going to give you the WMD punch now so you can have that, <laughs> and we're going to pair you up with a boxer. But don't worry. This time, it's going to be a big boxer.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be Floyd Mayweather who makes a lot of money as unbeaten ever. Um, it's going to be a guy who's bigger.
0: Yes, a big, like six foot nine. Yeah, you know,
1: He's going to be big. But so, so character uh, assassin... You're going to lose because there ain't no way a boxer's coming in. And, and not win. Yeah. Not, especially an
0: undefeated boxer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Garbage or the current champion.
0: Yeah, just garbage.
1: Yeah. So.
0: But so, character assassination, other related charges. I mean, we could we could probably spend hours here just listing Uh up stuff that we could charge it with. Um, I you know I think a character assassination for Seth Rollins too because Seth Rollins uh came out of this. Not smelling of roses at all. No, because
1: um, because they destroyed his finishers. Mm-hmm, yeah, I seventy-five finishers, and it doesn't close close out a guy. Yeah. Guess and what? So they're not finishers now. Chairs and everything. Yeah, yeah, they're not finishers at all. Yeah. So, so we watch in the same week that we see the F5 become so devastating, it it defeats a guy in nine seconds, defeats the world champion in nine seconds. We pile, we we take the guy who beat that guy, and it took him four stomps to do it. Um, and, and we make him, look, we simultaneously making The Fiend our strongest character development in ages that we spent six months building up, that we've given one match to, and we make him look like, well, you know, he's big and scary. And I understand he's a blonde haired guy in the woods and he's big and scary and he's terrifying. But Cess the, sl- the whatever you want to call him Slayer. yeah, He's kind if of a they use the term so, you know. slayer. I will not watch for probably one week. <laughs>
0: well, what, I've literally spent the last like four days just trying to think to myself, is there any way they can really rescue this? Like as of this point, and and you challenged me on the previous uh, FBI to rescue it, and and I literally don't don't know if there is a way. Like the closest I can come to is uh, <clears throat> saying to uh, saying to. <laughs> To have Seth Rollins come out and uh, and say this isn't the way I wanted to win I'm relinquishing the title maybe helps but I don't think so you know I just don't know if there's any way they can rescue that match at all
1: at best I mean maybe you can go with a fine for the, the referee you could definitely do something to rescue the fiend where he's upset because that was, you know, he was preparing his final offense when he was resting or whatever it was.
0: The, there are things um, you can do, but I I don't know if the like the I'm benefit really to the it fiend,
1: it. the benefit to the fact that the, the the fiend has not had very many matches is you can build um, to a. I'm upset I didn't get to finish this match, but it, I mean, really, this all this all stems from not realizing that I'm I'm booking a character who the character, not Bray Wyatt, but the character of the Fiend, who has had one match, and you're booking him for the Universal Championship. That's where this stems from. You yeah, don't. And you didn't have for- to do it. Yeah, you literally could have him say, "We're gonna be have Seth be like, I'm gonna go into hell in a cell and defend my Universal Championship against Bray Wyatt, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, we're really glad that you're our friend." And that pops up, and you go, "He goes, what? What's a championship? Like, no, we're friends here.
0: Yeah, I just want to go play.
1: I just want to be friends." I just yeah. want to be your friend and play with you see in hell <laughs> mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's not a title match then seth can lose yeah then seth... you can have seth lose you can have seth lose the title twice they had the chance to have seth lose the title before that yeah you you well, have all well, these you can even have you can even have seth say hey you
0: know i'll i'll meet you at hell in a cell but, dude, you've had one match. You
1: don't deserve a world title shot just yet. Yeah, which, again, you know? adds a little bit of value to being the world champion. Yeah, yeah you know, but I'll fight you in hell in a cell, but this won't be for the title, man. I you know you got a little bit of history here, but you haven't earned this. Exactly. Uh, there, there were so many ways, and they had five weeks to book said ways. And they just said, the the titles, that's what he wants. He wants the title. Why? Why does he want the title? He's, he was in the woods of Alabama or wherever Bray Wyatt was raised. Stalking a child 30 years ago, this demonic force, you know, like he didn't care about titles.
0: Yeah. So I I also think that WWE should be charged with potentially killing the gimmick of Hell in a Cell. I mean
1: that that's murdering that match. But what, like, why would I watch? I don't. I'm not guaranteed to have some type of closure to whatever argument is happening. What What used to be
0: the most devastating, intense, uh, often wow-inducing match of the year, now is, uh, like, if the referee stoppage had happened at the Mick Foley versus Undertaker match after the 1st throw him throw-em-off-the-top, would we still be talking about Hell in a Cell this day? We'd talk about that one fall from Hell in a Cell, but then no.
1: Um... Yeah.
0: because, Because none of the other stuff would have ever happened.
1: And they don't always have to be Rikishi going off the top. Shane going off the top. McFully going off the top.
0: No. The you know, the
1: full, women hell
0: nah. in a cell this week showed us. They don't have to
1: have that. Use right? cell though as a re- as part of the weapons. Use the cell as part of the weapon. And I don't know. Have Give there be a clo- winner. Yeah, they have to have closure. Especially right before Survivor series. So what we're gonna we're gonna have a Survivor series showdown. Where the Fiend either won't be on it, or he's gonna lead a team. I like, I think their plan was.
0: The I think their plan was to have a rematch, uh, the Fiend versus Seth Rollins at at Survivor Series. That their uh their concept was let's have Seth Rollins win. Uh, in a dubious way, so the Fiend then can ch- challenge it Survivor Series, and we can have it at a bigger, bigger event. And the only evidence I have for that is that WWE Spain tweeted out uh, a graphic of uh, Survivor Series rematch: Bray Wyatt the Fiend versus Seth Rollins, and then very quickly deleted it. Well, like I like the.
1: What type of match can you do? That's the right. other thing. Isn't Hell in a Cell kind of the epitome of...
0: Well, yeah, that's uh, the... Uh, how, where do you go from that? Hell in another... Do you bring out the triple cell from from WCW, right? Oh, I got it.
1: You do a Punjabi prison match.
0: Oh, yeah, because that's
1: a great It's been a really good...
0: Successful
1: match.
0: That's why I said the triple cage, the cage on top of a cage on top of a cage from WCW. Because that never goes wrong.
1: No, no, never. Uh, Okay, so maybe we should put more future thought into what we're doing today. How can this affect my future? So, yeah.
0: So they tried to kill the Bray Wyatt character, the Fiend. They tried to kill Seth Rollins character. They tried to kill the match Give gimmick it. entirely, right? Uh, they killed my will to live at the end of that. <laughs> match. Uh, they killed my appetite for the next, I don't know, two or three hours. I'm a fat guy, so... They nearly murdered long. the internet. Oh, yeah. The internet almost exploded. I mean, that's... That's like terrorist level. I mean, Who knew yeah. Hell in a Cell was a terrorist cell?
1: That's that, very, very true. Very true. I am very upset with you for stealing the line that I came up with earlier this week. <laughs> I didn't say it. Uh, but it's so it true. <laughs> who knew Hell in a Cell was a terrorist cell? Because that's what it did. It, it literally it was it suicide bombed all of us. While it killed itself, it killed all of its fans
0: <laughs> it it absolutely killed uh, Adam Wilburn's like will to live from what culture. I don't know if you've listened to any of the what culture podcasts. I Adam Wilborn mine have been Russell talk this week, and it's been pretty brutal, too. Adam Wilborn has been the most positive, upbeat guy on any of the podcasts out there. He just loves wrestling. He's been so excited for all of this stuff. And after Hell in a Cell, he's, he's like, F WWE. they
1: suck. They've absolutely ruined my will to live. I hate wrestling now. See, and, and I, so a lot of these podcasts, because we do target, we have a tendency to target everybody, um, including the fans. And so a lot of these fan-based podcasts, this week, I've heard. How could you not put the title on 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 Bray? How could you not put the? Uh, there's a million ways you could not put the title on the Fiend. The problem is that they had to make the, t- the match about a title. Yeah. they so booked then themselves all the
0: into this corner.
1: Yeah. So it, uh, if you just make this a non-title grudge match, if you I, I um I there's there's a million different ways. I said it uh, during our fantasy booking. They could have had Bray win, or The Fiend win, the ref go to hand him the title, and him to look at the title like, what's that, and walk away. And then we have a a title tournament that can end at TLC, or at, at um, Survivor Series, or wherever the hell you want to have it end. You know? They made their poopy bed, now they've got to sleep in it. Yeah, and that's what just, it just murders this whole thing. And, oh, by the way, just after this, let's have a draft right before SmackDown, because this has kind of been bugging me a little bit, too. This week is all of this. So, SmackDown is going to be the start of a draft, correct? Correct. Correct. So we're gonna do a draft right before Survivor Series, and then all of a sudden, these characters that just changed shows are gonna have some type of show pride that's gonna make them want to go and win at Survivor Series. Yeah. So we're we're about to tell another crappy story without any development at all.
0: Yeah, that's that's what. Well, and we've talked before privately about how the Smackdown versus Raw format for uh Survivor series just doesn't have sustainability just in general. But you're right. They're suddenly gonna have SmackDown and Raw are both gonna have effectively new rosters. New there roster. might be yeah. a fair amount of people who stay on the brand that they were on or get drafted to the same brand that they were on. You know, but in the end, now now they're supposed to in 2 3 weeks I don't know exactly when when Survivor Series is going to be maybe 4 weeks but there's just going to have to you know be uh hey Smackdown's better even though a month ago I was on Raw.
1: Hey yeah. Raw's uh, better even though a month ago I was on Smackdown. Um, like and I understand the draft but I, prefer, I I'm I'm really like legitimately hoping and praying that they change up their format for Survivor Series this year because the motivations don't work. You just spent seven months building a storyline that fits perfect with Hell in a Cell, fits perfect with that particular pay per view, and I could have given two rips. Who the fiend faced in Hell in a Cell? Mm-hmm. It could have been Braun. It could have been. Could have been Luke Harper and and uh, and Eric Rowan. It could have been. Any number of people, it could have been um, anybody else that that pissed him off in the past. You could have called uh, Barrett um, back, bad news Barrett back, and been like, hey man, we're going to give you a million bucks to come get your butt kicked by Bray. Um, However, you want to do it, it could have been Shane, it could have been Vince any number of people that you could have put in that match and the six month build continues to build even more and people continue to get excited about the fiend and they did it what I can what I see as the only way that you can do it wrong and that's Bray losing I don't care how he lost they literally did it the only way you could do it wrong anyways so we could continue to
0: talk for probably two hours on the poop sandwich that was the ending of hell in a cell but probably the biggest crime that it did out of all of these crimes that we've talked about and many more that we haven't exactly even brought up the biggest crime that it did is it made us leave hell in a cell night feeling crappy after what was actually a pretty good Hell in a Cell up until that point yeah we we talked before a little bit about the women's Hell in a Cell matches but most of the other matches on that night were pretty darn good
1: Charlotte and uh, Bailey
0: didn't end the way we wanted eh. still not upset about the match well, the women's Hell in a Cell didn't end the way we wanted or thought it should but it was a hell of a match I mean, wait, so wait. much that on that was what's a uh, nope. Becky won. I know you wanted Sasha to win. I thought it was time for Sasha to win. You're building her up as this heel. You're building her up as this uh, character who's coming along to do something, right? And she hasn't won a singles match since she came back. So she's got no credibility when she talks about being the boss. She's got to win sometime. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it sets up for you take the belt off of Becky, so it sets up for at the draft she can go to SmackDown and be on uh, the SmackDown roster and not have any worry about you know uh, now she's got to relinquish a belt or what do we do with the Raw Championship belt or whatever.
1: Yeah, the other side of that is is you have the women's championships named after the show they're on, so. Rather than like Universal and and WWE, yeah, but they're still not going to switch either of those
0: just because uh, they're they're colored, right? You know, so the WWE one's blue and the the Universal one is is red. They're not going to start the, putting the red belt the on WWE the blue brand. One
1: is black and the Universal is red. It's yeah, a
0: black strap yeah. with a blue shield on it.
1: In the men's? No, it's a black shield. I was 90% certain it's that You're blue looking. on the background. Anyway, the women's but... is white-strap, red, and blue, and they literally call them the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. So yeah, that can't move back and forth. And But nevertheless, the matches were good. Ali versus Randy Orton, though I'm upset that Ali couldn't, counter the second RKO and he did the first RKO was still a good match though I'm upset there was no stakes it was still a good match Mm -hmm. there were lots of, I was pleasantly surprised with the Roman Reigns, Eric Roman Luke Luke Harper and Pipsqueak match sorry, Daniel Bryan match yeah, in fact that arguably might have been one of the best matches of the night
0: uh And and yeah, it was good. And that's why I say is that was probably the biggest crime that that main event matched in. Is it took what was actually a pretty decent show, and just pooped all over it, so that all we talk about now is how bad that main event was. I mean, you had you even had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross lose the championship to the Kabuki Warriors in kind of a plot twist with the Kabuki Warriors turning heel in the, in the match and, and all that stuff. We should be talking about that, but we're not, right? Uh, the OC faced uh, the Viking Raiders and the partner of their cho- choosing, which was Braun Strowman. Um, it's still a decent little match that we could talk about, uh, um, but we're not talking about it.
1: Did you it. just call that a decent match?
0: It was a decent... I mean, the Viking Raiders it's... did well... It ended in a, a in a... Uh, uh, wasn't it a disqualification? Uh,
1: and no, then, it was but a it, win. It was a win. Once, once they were done, then then Tyson uh, Fury was going to come in and attack Braun.
0: Nope, nope. It, it was... Uh, uh, the, Strowman dominated the OC. The trio then uh, teamed up on Strowman and were eventually disqualified. So it was a DQ win for the Viking Raiders and Strowman. But then afterwards is when AJ Styles went for the Phenomenal Forearm and uh, uh, Big Show, oh, wait, no, I mean Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman uh, hit him
1: with the weapon of mass destruction.
0: Suddenly realized he knew how to punch, I guess. Um, You even had King Corbin facing Chad Gable again. That was a pretty good match, you know? You had, uh, like you said, Bailey versus uh, Charlotte Flair that Charlotte Flair ended up winning again. Um, But it was a good match and it uh, kept the storyline going. There were some pretty good matches on this thing and all we're talking about is the poop sandwich. I keep saying poop sandwich because that's what it was. (laughs) And that's part of what makes me so angry.
1: And and I think you could have booked Seth strong and have him take the loss. That's the other thing. I think if the ref if the ref doesn't stop the match, Seth goes for a pin after all that. Fiend kicks out at one. Sits up Mandible
0: Claws. Still what? have the blood spot. Mandible claws, Seth, still have the bloody spot. Yeah. Have have the win. Seth looks strong in defeat. Uh, yeah, no, there's a ton of ways they could have booked
1: don't, that. Don't don't put the title on The Fiend or, or Bray, you know, Funhouse Bray is the one that loses the title. You I know. don't even
0: care. I don't even
1: care about the title at this point. And, and we title. talked about that a little bit last week. But yeah. yeah,
0: put the title on Bray. That's fine. You booked yourselves into that. Put the title on Bray. But the the one thing that all of us said going into this is it, it the title doesn't matter, but Graves got to win. And then not only did he not win, but he looked like a punk out of it, and Seth Rollins yeah. looked like a punk out of it, and it ruined a perfectly good match and ruined a perfectly good pay per view. <sighs> yeah, you, you,
1: you get a little fired up about this. <laughs> I'm just so right. pissed at it. Well, okay. ladies and gents, we are we are over an hour and twenty minutes, so we're gonna do, um, we're, we're gonna so do that some Oster misdemeanors. So Smarks does not go out and shoot or tase everybody who who is on he sees on patrol. We're gonna do a couple of misdemeanors and um, probably close this out. So Officer Smarks, did, did we get a donut and a coffee real quick to calm down? <laughs> <Well>? woo sa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. misdemeanors and miscellaneous so,
0: so misdemeanors go. aew and NXT are getting charged with absolutely killing it again this week almost making me forget about Helena cell almost
1: uh-huh. Alan is gonna be charged with Trying to kill himself. I don't know. Yeah, and like self suicide. Attempted suicide and uh, being awesome in doing it. Um uh, yeah. along with the AEW overall being awesome. But go on. Uh, yeah.
0: AEW, I mean the Young Bucks took a loss against Private Party, which is what they should have done. Uh it's it's perfect. It sets Private Party up to look like absolute stars. Um You know, beating the number one seed in the tournament right off the bat. Uh, You had Chris Jericho debuting the name for the group, uh, which was awesome. Darby Allin and Jimmy Havoc, which you talked about, which was awesome. Uh, The women's tag match that Britt Baker and Riho versus Emi Sakura and B Priestley was really good. Uh, Plus, it also helped both the storyline of Britt Baker versus B Priestley, but also set up. The fact that next week, uh reportedly we are going to have uh Britt Baker uh face off against Riho for the women's championship. Hey so,
1: sounds a little bit like some fantasy booking we did recently. Yeah, it was a little bit.
0: So uh John Moxley versus Sean Spears. Um probably was Spears. in some ways the it was a great match, but it was probably about the low point of the evening. Uh, for AEW, just because it it didn't have enough time to really shine, um and then it's it's a shame because it it puts Sean Spears in in another loss, and I was really hoping that. But I knew as soon as they booked him against Moxley that he was gonna take the
1: loss. Well, but he looks
0: good in it. It just I wish they could have booked him a little bit
1: stronger. Yeah, he, he was the victim of building two other storylines there. Yeah. That's that's something big to to point out. We we reopened a Pac versus Kenny Omega storyline right after that. And we continued a Moxley versus Kenny Omega storyline. Um, we can, th- That could get really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that could be the what tangled webs we weave situation that could get really, really fun. So, yeah, I agree. And then
0: uh, in the uh, main event, we had the tag match of Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Page versus Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, which was really well done and also helped set up more stuff more antics by the heel group uh which led them to get the win you had jake hager uh outside uh attacking hangman page to help set up um the judas effect on uh dustin rhodes you know uh there's some great great things that they did you then had cody rhodes uh, the lights went out and cody rhodes showed up and 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 attacked uh, Chris Jericho and, and Sammy Guevara, and there were so many good things setting up more storyline, uh, and all this stuff. It was a great night of that. At the same time, over on NXT, you had a phenomenal night. You had a new cruiserweight champion, uh, uh crowned when <laughs> Leo Rush defeated Drew Gulak. That's
1: uh, right, just best. 24 24 yeah. year old piece of gold,
0: yeah. Rhea Ripley uh, beat up on Aaliyah, which uh, is not great, but getting beat up by Rhea Ripley is always great. Uh, Rhea Ripley's phenomenal. Free Zango versus the Forgotten Sons. I almost forgot they existed, but it was great. Zango <laughs> uh, was there? Yeah. I thought I saw Heavy Machinery. No, its it just sounded like Heavy Machinery because they – sounded like construction equipment beforehand, but then it was <laughs> construction strippers, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> They're doing some weird new gimmick where they come out different all the time. I don't know. Perhaps uh-huh.
1: a different YMCA uh, village people character every time. Yeah, maybe. Well, they'll they'll maybe. run
0: out after six matches. Yeah. Anyway, Uh, Then you had a very quick thing with Cameron Grimes defeating Boa and then Killian Dane came in and uh, attacked Boa as well. You know, whatever. Uh, Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, which it's still weird for me to call him that because he's Shane Strickland. That's his name. It was a perfectly good name. Why the hell did you force him to change it? (laughs) Um, But it went went good. Uh, Swerve was able to show off uh, how good he really is, but in the end, uh, due to distraction, I guess is the best way of saying it. Um, uh, strong was able to get the end of heartache and the stronghold to, to get the win. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair was really good and then of course the main event Walter versus Kushida those are two phenomenal uh, wrestlers Kushida has impressed me ever since his Ring of Honor time and his New Japan pro time and I've just loved him and so he comes in and uh, you know he still loses but it's a great night so so I wanted to
1: Uh, hold on before you give him your verdict there um I've had trouble listening to the last two matches because at one point did you say doo doo distraction? Due do to oh due to I was too. like that stuff's DX's man, the doo-doo distractions. Do, We're doo-doo out doo-doo on
0: distraction? Them. No. Do yeah, doo
1: distraction. I I didn't see the, the duty distract or I'm sorry, due to distraction. Yes. So nobody Nobody did their duty last night. No, there was no duty done. But everybody did their duties. Their duty. Duties. It, All right, it, in college, out.
0: my professor said, you always have to pronounce it like you're, like you're British. You have to pronounce it duty. Because if you say duty, like us Americans like to say, it just sounds like what you do in the bathroom. Yes. So. Which is what I will mock you for. Duty. Yes, you You will mock me for it all the time, because I will say that. Um, Also wanted to give a little misdemeanor to Matt Coon's Total Engagement. Uh, Matt Coon uh, does a wrestling podcast uh, that I listen to on the regular. About a month ago, he started doing daily episodes instead of weekly episodes. Um, they're daily, they're short, usually only about 20 minutes long, and they're all really good, but he did an absolute excellent episode. I think it went live on Sunday um, or Saturday. might have been Saturday before Hell in a Cell, but it was on uh, racism and race in wrestling. And, and more specifically on representation. And it was about an hour long episode, longer than most of his, but it was absolutely phenomenal. I highly recommend anyone uh, who hasn't listened to it, find that episode and listen to it because it's really, really good. And then uh, uh, the final misdemeanor I have is I've, I've got to throw out a little shade, a little misdemeanor at WWE for only having four matches Announced on the day before Hell in a Cell Day. Oh, man. It's just, it's like you totally forgot that you had that <laughs> coming up. And you're like, oh, crap, Hell in a Cell's this weekend. Uh, uh, Hell in a Cell's today. Let's announce five more matches on the pre show.
1: Uh, d- d- Ollie, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. will have you face against uh, Randy Orton. I mean, you guys have had matches before, so there's heat
1: <laughs> between you. I, yeah. I, guess. The, I, I should also um, throw one mystery because you got to plug, um, so I did get to listen to the um, the the oh my god heel heel fabulous uh, heel nerds. That's what it. Did. Man, I should write this stuff down like I'm like I'm actually preparing for these things. Um, My drunken friends from from uh, England are entertaining.
0: (laughs) They do a good show, and so you know, uh, check them out. uh, Small time. Follow on Twitter. Tell tell them we sent you. Uh, Great guys put on a great show.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're trying to pick up one a week of these smaller guys um, to plug, which means you really have to listen to like 10 a week to get one that you're willing to plug. Yeah. Um, so thank you for finding that one this week. That, that was a really very, very good pop- podcast. It's a throwback podcast, which I actually like those more than the, the current podcast. Um, I use the current podcast to get fired up. Um, I used the Throwback Podcast to uh, enjoy my drive. And so, uh, really enjoyed them. Yeah. And then, um, you know,
0: maybe, maybe a, a worth throwing out a misdemeanor uh, at WWE for at least, in this case, this is a positive because they at least have thought uh, hard enough about the draft coming up this week. Um, to, to uh, release kind of rules for the draft um, which help us there's not, yeah, there's not general managers they're kind of pretending like it's actually USA and Fox that are doing it although it's not but the biggest thing is they, they uh, have a list of draft eligible wrestlers uh, available and split up into two nights so, uh, you can only draft these wrestlers on a specific night, which is interesting, uh, because that means that there you, there's not going to be the suspense on night two as to whether Braun Strowman is going to get drafted, because he's only available to draft on night one. Um, but just kind of going down the list uh well the first thing is they're going to have a match to start off smackdown that's going to be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns to determine which brand gets the first pick uh We
1: don't even get a champion versus champion match for that Nope we just get the Shield brothers going against each other
0: Yeah well I think it really means that Brock Lesnar Uh, isn't planning on being there to do a champion versus champion match. Um, But yeah, you get the Shield Brothers fighting off to do it. But just kind of looking down this list, you know, there's a few surprises um, that are interesting. Uh, The biggest one is that the Street Profits are on Night 1 for the draft, which means they officially are no longer going to be on NXT they're gonna be they on still one
1: of them have the tag
0: titles. No, nope. Undisputed era has it. Oh that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. Wow, that's how did right. I forget that? Uh, right. other surprises is that Eric Young appears on the draft list for uh the first night. And I kind of forgot he was still an active wrestler.
1: Um well and uh Drew Gulak for Cross being a big deal right now, I would have forgotten him too, so yeah. And Drew Gulak is on the Night
0: One roster, which to me means he's definitely being called up from 205 Live to the main roster, which could be really cool. We also have Humberto Carrillo on the list uh, for that and Akira Tozawa, which which means... I mean, there's some pretty decent cruiserweight ones on there that are going to be kind of a big deal. But then there's also, you know, the SmackDown Tag Champions, uh are on there which of course is the revival um uh becky lynch is on uh uh the uh the list there which means she could get drafted to smackdown or raw i don't know but she's the raw champion so uh and then night two kind of looking looking down the list here um you know it's going to be interesting because they got Luke Harper and Eric Rowan listed separately here, which could mean that they could, after all of this, get split up and go to different uh, different crews. Um, yeah, which could be really interesting. Um, they did on Raw make it sound like uh, SmackDown that SmackDown the tag teams could go to like separate brands, but I just don't see them breaking up uh, Authors of Pain. Um, or the Kabuki Warriors right now, or uh, you know uh, heavy machinery. I, yeah, just I don't, don't see, see it.
1: The only quality breakup I see is taking uh, Rudolph apart. But Rudolph is actually really enjoyable together too. And
0: they're still uh, technically the tag champions. So yeah, uh, Drake Maverick appears officially on the night two list, uh, which could be. You and I have talked about it before. He is actually a lot better of a wrestler than WWE's given him the oh. ability to show yet. Yep. And uh, so maybe maybe this will mean he'll go on to a regular roster and actually get some get some airtime. But you know, you've also yep. got uh Liv Morgan showing up on this, uh, Mojo Raleigh and No Way Jose. Uh interesting they put Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder together. Uh, On as like one unit like they're a tag team even though uh, they both were single stars for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Logan, the Iconics, Fire and Desire are all on here. Uh, uh, No real huge surprises for Night 2. A few people that I'm like oh I forgot they still like uh, Titus O'Neil.
1: Oh yeah, spend
0: Sp- spend a wonderful draft pick to get Titus O'Neil. <laughs> uh,
1: it would be worth it if they just book him the way we suggested. Mm-hmm. Mojo Raleigh. I wonder if the
0: green face paint comes with him or the pink face paint, whatever color it was.
1: Uh, you anyways can take, you can take Mojo and you can take uh, Matt Riddle and you can just shove them back in their respective sports and never bring them back on TV as far as I'm concerned, but... Oh, I could hear the internet community getting
0: angry at you for the Matt Riddle
1: uh comment. I but... am not a fan. I just a uh, bro. I just am not. Uh, it's the bro thing. I get uh, a kick out of him, but, but I what? Know. I It'd be different if I thought it was a character. I think it's really who he is, but I know lots of people love Matt Riddle. I just... Special Charges.
0: And then finally, we got special charges. And the only one I've got today for special charges is a special charge to all of the wrestling podcasts I listen to, especially the ones that are news and current event-based because they've really helped with the catharsis following Hell in a Cell this week. Uh, Realizing that, that indeed, I am not alone in absolutely hating that finish. And, uh... Uh, I feel a little bit better. I feel sorry for Wilborn because his his innocence is gone, and he he has been absolutely ruined. Although um, it'll be exciting to see him start to to experiment and and uh, find out that AEW is so much better.
1: You know, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and agree with that particular tidbit. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's I don't know that there's much more I can say other than I don't think that you're not only not alone, I think that whomever thinks it was booked is booked right, is probably struggling to find a friend right now
0: Yeah but so So that was kind of I mean, just the catharsis of being able to be like yeah, yeah, yeah was actually really good Um, now that being said I I know I smack talked WWE a bit and said AEW is better AEW is better right now than WWE's main roster in my opinion Uh, NXT is phenomenal and I actually had a conversation with someone um, about it and they were like you know how can can you watch uh, AEW live instead of NXT live uh And I was like, uh, you know, listen, last week, you and I even talked about it. Did NXT put on the better show? Yes, they did. Last week's NXT was balls to the wall, just bonkers. It was a takeover. takeover. But it was a takeover. It was a mini takeover. And in the end, as much as I liked last week's NXT, which show made me more excited for this week? And that was AEW. AEW yep. built a world that made me excited for this week. Whereas NXT did what I knew NXT could do at a takeover. They just did it on a regular weekly show. Yep. Um, and this person came back and said, well, how about you just judge it based on the matches that were announced? You know? I said, "Uh, you know, uh, look at the, uh, the matches announced and decide from there um, which... Which one you're gonna watch? Uh, and I said, okay. Uh, first of all, as this as a survivor of the Monday Night Wars, um, you know, I I can't just just look at the matches announced because
1: I storyline matters. It's more than just ah uh, well. I mean, example. Did you really see a reason for Dustin and Hangman to tag team together? Not really. No, I mean, aside lot... from
0: they were both friends with Cody.
1: Yeah, just not. There, there's not a whole lot of development to that story there. Um, was there a better match there, though? Absolutely. But... The best videos. So I was so I was drawn in for Darby Allen and, and Jimmy Havoc. That's why I chose that that yeah. show.
0: So that's what I posted back to this person. They said, here's a thought. This is what they said to me. Bert. Here's a thought. The show that gets watched live on a week-to-week basis should be the one that advertises the better matches for the following week, and then the other one gets recorded. Otherwise, you can get stuck in a habit and not be watching the show live that has the better promise. So I wrote back, well, I get your point. As a survivor of the Monday Night Wars, I've learned to decide based on my excitement week to week. Storyline matters to me more than just bonkers matches. Right. But to your point, let's look at what's advertised for tonight. This would, of course, on Wednesday before the thing said NXT, uh, Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight title, a non title match of Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Swerth Scott. And Walter versus Kushida. That was all they had advertised as of that point, right? Correct. AEW, Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Page. Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen in a number one contender match for the AEW World Championship. The Young Bucks versus Private Party in the AEW Tag Team Tournament, uh, Part One. John Moxley versus Sean Spears. B. Priestley and Emi Sakura versus uh, Riho and Dr. Britt Baker. To me, even if you use that look at the matches that were advertised, AEW wins that. Handle it. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. AEW wins that with the first two you mentioned by themselves. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're talking Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen for a number one contenders match, and a legend... In terms of Chris Jericho, a legend. In terms of Dustin, um, a number one contender. Most recently, in Adam Page, and an up and comer. Um, I, I, I ran out of names. Uh, yeah, Sammy Guevara. Um, you've got you've got youth. You've got experience. You've got showmanship. You've got everything. Just in those matches alone, and when you find out they're the opposite ends of the card, you're gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, that's, that's being that's said. Where
0: I'm at. I still DVR'd NXT and watched it later because I still wanted to see it. Yeah. There's no loser in this. It's just one of them, unfortunately, has to be watched live versus the other one uh, recorded. And as of right now, AEW is putting on the more exciting storyline. Yes. Like like what storylines came out of NXT this week really building? Well you, you have a dream building to a rematch with uh Roderick Strong. Should be a good rematch. I wanna watch it. Yeah. Well we've seen it, you know. Um you've got uh Building Towards Adam Cole versus uh Champa for for the belt. I'm excited for that. I wanna watch it. But they're not going to probably do that until a takeover or until they get really desperate to try to beat AEW in the ratings. That might yeah. happen. Uh uh the uh Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler? Yeah. Setting up a title match there. But AEW set up probably a good 8 to 10 like solid storylines going forward. Yeah. Uh, with their thing. So I'm definitely more excited to see what AEW is going to bring. Now, come to be 3 months down the road, uh when both have gotten on their feet a little bit more, uh and the new washes off. Yeah, and the new washes off, who knows. Maybe it'll be the other way, or maybe AEW will have cemented themselves as my number 1. Who knows. But right now it's phenomenally uh entertaining to watch AEW. The show is just getting better and better each week production-wise. They're, they're learning leaps and bounds. Uh, even just audio balancing is getting better each week. And of course, I can't uh, entirely distance myself from the wonderful, uh, uh, just absolute like soul-cleansing feeling when I hear Tony Schiavone calling a match. Uh, on TV, <laughs> it 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 just it makes my soul happy. He had uh, a couple
1: Goofy statements though this week that were really really goofy.
0: He's done goofy statements for for a generation.
1: De-
0: now. Um, decades and
1: decades and decades.
0: Uh, I mean, Sorry. let's let's be honest. Uh, it's it's become a cliche of the fact that he introduced almost every Nitro as uh, potentially the biggest Nitro in the history of wrestling, the most important show in. The- they can't all be the most important show, Tony. But at the same point, um, Tony Schiavone puts this butt in this seat. That's all I can say.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that's true. It's true, because you're not a you're not a uh, uh, good old Jr. fan. I I don't hate him, but he
0: doesn't he didn't put my butt in the seat. But once I heard like it, long before AEW had a product showing on TV, before they even had their first pay per view, you and I had the conversation of who we thought our dream team would be for calling yeah. these matches, and uh, it didn't Is matter. It what we did, Tony Schiavone was always on my dream team of calling matches. Um, and and he does phenomenal and I'm so happy for it. Um, and then one final special charge for me to go off on a, a very minor tangent. Uh, a special charge of, of boo to AEW and WWE for not putting on nearly enough uh, events in our area.
1: Yeah. Just
0: boom.
1: Boom. Um, So did you go to the Ralston show? I did not. Oh, maybe that's why.
0: (laughs) I didn't get a chance, but I would go to to more. I mean, there have been a lot of uh, financial holdbacks for me. But like AEW, their tickets start at 20 bucks. If they were to put on a, a Dynamite from the CenturyLink Center, I think is what it's called now. Pinnacle Bank Arena. Pinnacle Bank Arena in, in Lincoln, you know, either one of those, I I could go to and I could do it. Um, yep. But as of right now, uh, the closest that AEW has announced to be is i think texas i mean i guess technically they had chicago for all out uh which is yeah. not super far but still that's quite
1: a drive well, uh, it's, it's, and it's across iowa it's uh. not a fun drive <laughs> so, or so, so they just need to fly get to because they perform at vegas a lot and you can fly to vegas from just about anywhere in this state pretty cheap
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's
1: still gates. the whole twenty dollar ticket price. Yeah. Does. yeah, it
0: does. And so now I don't get me wrong, I understand we can't uh yeah, you know, we can't expect to get a major pay per view here in central Nebraska, right? No. But no, we're not going to get the CenturyLink this. Center and the Pinnacle Bank Arena are both plenty big for a SmackDown or uh, a dynamite taping. Maybe oh, yeah. not a SmackDown now that they're on Fox. Maybe they're going to try to only hit bigger arenas now for SmackDown. But...
1: CenturyLink's big enough for that, though. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 it's huge. CenturyLink holds, what, 22,000? Something like that. Yeah. Heck. heck. Memorial
0: Stadium, do a major outdoor pay per view. Do SummerSlam at Memorial Stadium. How badass would that be? What is that seat? Like 90 Everybody would,
1: everybody would die. It's so hot here in the summer. Okay, fine. Not SummerSlam. Die. Um, Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. The wrestlers would die. It's so cold here in the
0: winter. <laughs> what's, what's a good medium? Whoa. What was last month's pay-per-view? Hell so. No, before that. Um, that Summerslam. No. Maybe Elimination Chamber. Do an outdoor Elimination Chamber in Memorial Stadium. That's about the right time.
1: You, you've got you've got April and June, or April May and June at best, and probably not April. Like <laughs> you got May and June. But, but that place seats like 90,000. You could
0: do a Wrestlemania there.
1: Oh. Um, There's other lo- logistics to an event like Wrestlemania. You also have to have the outside the facilities aspect. And No, Lincoln, Nebraska will not do a Wrestlemania. But you could do the one right after Wrestlemania. Th- think about how much money that would bring to this economy.
0: Hey, the- if- We're getting Uh, off onto a tangent, and we are at nearly two
1: hours. So. Yes. Uh, Ah. So, on that. Time to shut uh, this bad boy down and adjourn court and hand it over to the jury to make their decisions, give us their opinions, um... Follow us on Twitter at yep. Raw and Order yep.
0: WBU or
1: at D-A-I-M-K-Fabe yes. <laughs> on Twitter or you can say at Dame Fabe
0: Yes. As always, though, um, we also say like, share, and subscribe. Uh, give us five stars on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, the more stars we get, the more five-star ratings we get, the more ear holes we get into. And you should know by now that we like getting in ear holes. What'd you just say? It sounded better in my head. <laughs> um, uh, but um, Also,
1: give us the suggestions we you know we're trying to do these weekly small podcasts we've got our big ones we listen to we throw those out to you um we love suggestions for the small ones uh we'd love to help them get to big ones we'd help love them to help us get to big ones uh trying to think of uh sponsors uh and what can they they can do something special with anchor anchor anchor.fm yes
0: well, anchor.fm uh, is our podcast hosting platform. Um uh you can always go there and see to start own yeah you can always go there to see what platforms we're available on you can start your own podcast there uh it's wonderful and super easy to do uh you can get sponsorship through there and then once you're there and signed up you can leave us voice messages leave us your crimes leave us your fantasy booking and a voice message get to hear yourself on our show um and we will answer your question your podcast uh uh suggestions whatever um you can also on anchor.fm uh support us it's kind of like patreon except not um but you can throw us some money uh to help us with our uh goal to uh document all of the air quotes crimes in professional wrestling um so there's a lot of at
1: at the current rate we're gonna have to record 24 7.
0: Yes, we're going to start <laughs> live streaming this nonstop. We're going to get like, you, you remember, uh, uh, was it Scream 4? The the guy was live streaming the whole thing from a little camera mounted to his, his glasses. Anyways, we're just going to have to live like that.
1: I don't remember that. That's wonderful, though, that you remember that.
0: But... As always, though, like, share, subscribe, uh, tweet at us your crimes, tweet at us your fantasy bookings, or even better, leave us a voice note on Anchor.fm. But as of now, I think case is going to be closed on these rest crimes.
1: Is, court is adjourned, and case on, on Hell Helena Cell 2019 won't be closed for a very, very long time. But today's court is adjourned. We'll take a brief recess until next time.